0: Tread on turpents and scorpions on a daily I stand and walk in the authority that he gave me I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light It's time that we show the world Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, we thank you that as we sit around your word, we thank you that the Holy Spirit, the revelator, will come in and share with us specifically what he would have us to receive for our lives. Father, I thank you that you are bringing understanding every time the word is declared. And Father, I thank you that it will be clear and it will be understandable for everybody that will hear. Father, I thank you that everybody will be able to take something away tonight that they can apply to their life so that they can see the better in their life rather than the worse. Father, and we give you all the praise, honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So as you all know, we started a brand new series. We started a brand new series called uh, Discovering Your Identity in Christ. Discovering Your Identity in Christ. And last week, we went over a couple of things of why This series is going to be very, very important. and I'm going to go through those real quick on why those things are so, so, so important. And if we can grab hold to the foundation of why we're going through this series as we go through the scriptures, as we go through the teachings, you will begin to understand a broader perspective of why this series is so important, because I don't know if you all know this, You should, but if you don't know it, you're going to know it after this series. It's so important to know who you are, because when you know who you are, there are certain things that you just won't tolerate. There are certain things that you just won't accept. And there are certain things that you have access to that you didn't know that you had access to because you simply know who you are. And last week, I gave the example of you. Uh, if you were in the Walton family, they're the richest family on the planet Earth right now. Their net worth is 235 billion dollars. Well, there are certain things that they are afforded in life simply because they are Walton, simply because they own the largest retail store in the whole entire world. And what is that store? It's Walmart. There is a Walmart every everywhere, pretty much in every town that you can. I mean, you can't even drive through. Uh, most towns anymore without seeing a walmart somewhere and so basically what i'm saying to you is the last week i gave y'all the the example of the difference between being me and being a walton is that if i was to go into walk if i was going to go into walmart and take something off the shelves and walk out of there without paying for it how many of y'all know that i will be in handcuffs going somewhere where i don't need to be going because simply, simply because i stole from that place that i don't have any rights to be stealing from or, or taking anything from. Whereas, if a Walton went in there and took something off the shelf, they're pretty much taking what they already own anyway. So nobody would hold. Nobody would be taking them off the jail because they're simply only taking what is already theirs anyway. Essentially, and so basically, when you understand that difference and when you understand that that uh, distinction between whose family you're in, you will begin to recognize all the rights, all the privileges, all the estates, all the inheritances, endowments all of these different things that the Walton family has versus somebody who's not in the Walton family. Now, I said the Walton family and I use a family as a net worth example last week simply because we are all, we have all been engrafted into the family of God. We are all children of God once once we become born again. And when we understand the family that we are in, there's a list of things that will become available to you that you need to grab hold of. And you should never, ever let go of simply because you're in the family of God. And what are those things? You have certain rights. You have certain privileges. You have certain estates. You have certain inheritances. You have certain endowments. You have supernatural access. You have exposure. You have authority. You have power. You have ability. You have favor. You have grace. You have mercy simply by being born into the kingdom of God and being born into God's family. And so when we're talking about understanding who God is, and understand—I mean, understanding who we are in God's family—and you understand that you got all of this stuff available to you—you you won't go through life the same. You won't go through life the same. You won't just wake up and accept anything. And we're going to get into why these things are important in just a second. But you won't just accept anything. And that's why this series is so important. So with that on the screen right now, I want you all to look at all of those things. Look at all of those things that are available to you simply by being in the family of God. You have certain rights. And in the uh, and in a couple of series ago, we went through the believers rights the Believers' Bill of Rights. We we did a whole message concerning all these different rights that we had as believers. And you should go back and listen to that, because when you understand who you are, you will know what rights you have, and you will start exercising those rights. You'll start exercising your right to do this. You'll start exercising your right to do that, all because you know who you are, just like there are certain rights that you have as a US citizen. There's an amendment and there's a constitution that there are rights that are listed in there that we're supposed to have as US citizens. The same thing with God. And when you go and read in the word of God that these are the all these are all the things that the children of God should have, you won't put up, you shouldn't put up with anything else. But a lot of times we don't know who we are. And so therefore the things that we have access to and the things that God has given us, we never ever receive them because we never step into our identity. We never discover that for our life. Amen. So why is this series going to be important? Let me listen Discovering your identity is one of those things that drives your entire life, right? It drives your entire life. When you know who you are, when you have an identity, when you know who you are, you can go through life and do what you were specifically called to do when you know who you are, all right? When you don't know who you are, you will settle for anything. When you don't know who you are, you will settle for anything. When you don't know who you are, you will accept anything. When you don't know who you are, you won't know what you truly possess, and when, and when you don't know who you are, you won't have the right mentality to overcome in every situation. We went through these in great detail last week, and if you want to get a good uh, foundation for why we're teaching this series, go back and listen to last week's message. I'm telling you, it will bless you, but those four things right there are the foundation of why we're teaching this series, because we're we're, we're no longer going to settle for what God hasn't given us. We're no longer going to accept what God hasn't given us. We're no longer going to not possess what God has given us. And we will have the right mentality to overcome in every situation in Jesus name. And we also talked about why. I mean, what are some reasons you should know your identity? And we gave you three of them last week. Three reasons you should know your identity. What was the three reasons? Number one, it is to strengthen your character and help you set boundaries for your life. Once you know what you have access to, you won't accept anything outside of those boundaries. You won't accept anything outside of the word of God. Number two, it will help you uniquely and distinctly be who God made you and have confidence in that. It will help you be uniquely and distinctly who God made you and you will have confidence in that. And lastly, it will help you rest in the authority and power that God has given you. It will help you rest in it. It will help you have confidence in it. It will, it will help you understand that when you do something, something is immediately supposed to happen. Just like when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, Jesus wasn't concerned on whether or not that tree was going to wither and die. Jesus wasn't concerned uh, if that tree was going to continue to give uh food going forward. Why? Because when Jesus spoke to that fig tree, he knew exactly what he what he said would happen, and he never ever questioned it again. The only people that questioned it were the disciples when they came back the next day and they asked Jesus, look, Jesus, that tree you talked to, the, the tree you talked to yesterday has withered and died. And Jesus was pretty much like, I knew it was withered up and died because I cursed. it." And so basically what I'm saying to you is, is when you step out and you do everything that God has called you to do and you declare what God is telling you to declare, you're going to have everything that God says you're supposed to have when you know who you are. Amen. So let's get to our scripture, guys. Let's go ahead and get into it. And let's teach and talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. So let's begin tonight. We're going to talk about the real you. And we're going to start in Second Corinthians 517 in the Amplified. The title of tonight's message is the real you. Who is the real you? And we're going to, I may say some funny things tonight, but we're really going to get into this tonight because I really need y'all to know who you really are in Jesus Christ. So let's start at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if any man is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral, spirit, moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. I need y'all to get that and understand what this entire scripture is saying. Basically, what it is saying is that if anybody is in Christ or if anybody has accepted Christ, he is a new creature. The Bible says here he is a new creature altogether. What does that mean? You have been totally revamped. You're a totally new creature. Well, somebody may look at you and say, well, when I accepted Christ, I still have my same body. When I accepted Christ, I still have my same mind. But I'm here to tell you tonight, and we're going to drill down into this, is the thing that was recreated when you were born again and when you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart was your spirit man. Your spirit man is the new nature and it's the new creature that is altogether different. And we're going to drill down and understand that tonight. All right. So you are a new creation or a new creature. The other uh, one of these versions of the of this scripture talks about that uh, if you do, if you uh, study it out, it talks about you are a new species of being that never existed before. You are a new. Uh, something that's never ever existed before when you accept Jesus Christ. And a lot of people get confused with this because they sit there and they judge people based on how they're acting in their body. They judge people based on how they're thinking in their mind. Now, don't get me wrong. What you do in your body and how you think are very, very important. But the reason why people can't control how they think and the reason why people can't control their bodies is because their mind and their body are a lot louder than the spirit man that's been recreated again. I'm gonna say that one more time. The reason why people see your body and they judge you by that and they judge you by your thinking because those are important. But the reason why those are louder than your spirit man is because you haven't recognized and you haven't understood that the real you is, is sitting dormant and it should be louder than your spirit. I mean, than your soul man and your body. And we're gonna talk about that tonight because when you really drill it down, that is the real you. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all right now, the real you in all of this that we're gonna talk about tonight is your spirit man. That is who you really are. You are a spirit first. Y'all type in the comment section, say, I am a spirit first. I am a spirit first. Say, I am a spirit first. And it's important that we understand that. And because, and a lot of times we just haven't been told this and we just haven't been taught that. We just haven't been taught it because a lot of times we we tell people don't do this. Well, you can't tell people not to do something if they don't know why they're doing it. They have to know who they really are first to to ever eventually change their actions or change their thinking. And so when you understand that your spirit first, you must address the spirit man first and everything else will follow suit. You must make that bigger than your soul, man, and your body. That is who the real you is. The real you is a spirit. The real you is a spirit. And watch this. Your old spirit that was in the kingdom of darkness is no longer living. He has been absolutely eradicated. The old man that was in you before you got born again has been completely eradicated. I am spirit first. I'm glad all of y'all are typing that in the comment section. I appreciate that. I am a spirit first and we have to, under, we really have to get there because when Jesus came in and, and changed our lives, he changed your spirit man first and he changed your spirit man and recreated a totally new being. He created a totally new creature. Your thinking is different. I mean, I mean your thinking will become different when your spirit man is louder than your soul man and your body. And and, and again, a lot of times people just think that they have a soul because they grow up uh, watching, uh, watching movies and things of that nature and they see spirits and stuff like that. And a lot of times when we were growing up, we thought the spirit and the soul was the same person or the same thing, but it's not. The spirit and the soul are different and the body is different. We are made up of three beings. Let me go ahead and teach this real quick. We're made up of three parts. We're made up of a spirit. We're made up of a soul and we're made up of a body. And this is how it goes. We must identify with the spirit first. That is your true identity. We are a spirit. I want y'all to always, I want y'all to keep this, this last part that's up on the screen. We are a spirit and we have a soul and we live in a physical body. I'm gonna say that one more time. We are a spirit. That's why when we're talking about the real you, that's what we're talking about. I'm speaking to your spirit man tonight. We are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a physical body. BJ, how do you know that? Because in the beginning, when God created us, the body didn't move of itself. What did God do in the beginning? He formed the body from the dust of the ground, right? Y'all read Genesis before. At least y'all heard this story before. But let me just break it down to you simply. In the beginning, God formed man out of the dust of the ground, right? But man was not alive until the spirit of God or God breathed the breath of life into man. That is what made him live. The very essence of who God is was essentially put in a house and that house now became a living soul. Cause the Bible says once he breathed in the man, he became a living soul or he became a living being, right? He became a living being. And so the reason why it's, it's important that we understand this is because God put the very reality of who we are into a being that's why when we pass our bodies go back to the ground or the body is no longer living and our spirit and soul go to be with God in heaven until we're raptured up and the and the body meets the uh the spirit the spirit and the soul later on when when Jesus Christ comes back for his church but that's another story for another another teaching for another day but we're just simply talking about we are a spirit tonight cuz if cuz if I can ever get y'all to really understand who you are in Christ, if I can ever really to get you to understand who you really are, you will begin to overtake your thinking and you will begin to overtake your body and your body and your, and your thinking will begin to line up with your spirit or the word of God, which, which is what your spirit feeds on so that it can be louder than your soul and your body. A lot of times we struggle and we fail in life because we allow our bodies and our minds to speak to us more than our spirit man. And we know that to be true because oftentimes we're we're that's oftentimes that's the battle that we have going on. When you know you should do the right thing, but you but you struggle hearing and feeling that you want to do this thing, knowing you should do this other thing, and whichever you put more weight on, that's what you end up doing in your body. And so again, once you make this spirit man or the real you a lot stronger, then it will begin to overtake your thinking and it will. Control your body. You will be able to control it the way it's meant to be controlled. Amen. We must identify with the spirit man first. That is your true identity. <clears throat> we must identify with the spirit first. That is your true identity. BJ, I need more scripture than that. Go to First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. And let's look at that in the Passion Translation. Look at what it says. Look at what it says in 1 Thessalonians. It says, now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. And watch this. And may your entire being, now watch how the Bible is getting ready to describe your entire being. It says your spirit, it says your soul, and it says your body. Be kept flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Y'all see that specifically there. Your entire being is a what? Spirit is a what? Soul. And it is a what? A body. Your spirit is what is renewed when you get born again and it is recreated into the image of Jesus Christ. I'm going to break each one of these down so that you can have an understanding of what the spirit, soul, and body are. Your spirit is what is renewed when you get born again and it is recreated into the image of Jesus Christ. A lot of people don't understand it a lot of people don't get this. Uh, When you look in Romans 8.29, we're not going to go there, but write this scripture down if you can. Romans 8.29 basically says that we were recreated in the spirit of Jesus Christ. We were recreated in the image of Jesus Christ. How was that possible when I just punched this, that dude out yesterday? How was that possible when my, when my thinking doesn't line up with the word? How was that possible? If, if I was If I was born again when God recreated me, how is it that I was recreated into the image of Jesus Christ? Simple. Your spirit man is what was recreated in the image of Jesus Christ. Your spirit, man, is just as perfect as Jesus's spirit is. I need y'all to hear me when I say that. (laughs) And I know that may be strong teaching and I know that may be strong uh, for some people to hear, because a lot of times people just like, well, how am I? How am I just like God or how am I? Uh, how am I able to be like God in the earth? Because the Bible tells me that as he is up there, so am I. The reason why I'm able to be like he is down here, like he is in heaven is because my spirit, man, has been recreated in the image of Jesus Christ. And if I allow that very spirit on the inside of me to be overwhelming and to be louder than my thinking and my body, then I will begin to experience supernatural things in the natural realm. But I can't experience the supernatural or the spirit if I if I quell my spirit, man, on the inside. And a lot of times we quell him because we don't know that it's been regenerated. We don't know that that's the real us. A lot of us identify with our thinking. A lot of us identify with what we do on the outside. And a lot of y'all can attest to that. Man, I'm this. If I go cuss somebody out, you automatically call yourself a cusser. Or if you go and uh eat too much. You say you were glutton. Well, that may be something that you did, but that's not the real you. And if you keep identifying with the real you, you will no longer be a glutton and you will no longer be a cusser. Why? Because you're identifying with the real you and who you really are. But the reason why people fail is because they identify with what they do in their body and what they do in their thinking. Not realizing that if I if they identify with who their spirit man is, it will it will take hold of their thinking and, and it will take hold of their body. I hope y'all hear me tonight. I really 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 do, and I hope I'm not going over anybody's head, and I hoping hoping that I'm not going too fast because where you identify yourself is ultimately what you will end up doing. If if you say if you're say, and and athletes know this, or or people who have Strong-willed mindsets know this. They know that whatever they put their mind to or whatever they put their hand to do, they know it's going to prosper or know it's going to do a certain thing because that's just what they believe. Well, if you can ever grab hold to what your spirit man is capable of, there is no limit to what God can do in your life. There is no limit to the word of God that can come to pass in your life. There is no limit to what can happen because your spirit man is limitless. Because your spirit man is a spirit, just like God is a spirit, and we're going to talk about that in the in, in the scripture in, in just a little bit. Be, help me, Lord. Help me. Help me explain this in a way so I don't get too excited and getting too pumped up because because think think about the visual that I gave y'all back in Genesis when you br- watch this. Okay. COVID is around, right? COVID is around. And because COVID is around and it's an airborne disease, what are we doing nowadays? We're wearing masks, right? We're taking vaccines, right? And so why, what's, the reason we're, we're t- uh, what's the reason we're wearing masks? We're wearing masks to keep the airborne disease that we may be carrying from getting on to somebody else and to protect us from that airborne disease getting on us. That's the purpose of the mask, right? And so I can't project onto somebody what I don't already have. Y'all follow me? I can't project COVID on somebody else unless I have COVID, right? That's the purpose of the mask. Well, think about it like this. When God created us in the beginning, he could only have projected himself on the inside of us because he breathed the breath of his essence inside of us. I hope y'all follow me what I'm saying. I hope y'all getting that. I hope y'all can see that. When God said, when God breathed his own breath, the only thing that could have went into that body was the thing that was on the inside of God himself. Mm, mm, mm. Man, that's so good to me. So help me. So, so, so let me help y'all understand your spirit, man. Your spirit, man, is what should be the loudest in your life. The, your spirit, man, is what should be overriding your thinking when you're, when you're thinking wants you to go do something that you know, you're not supposed to do that you're struggling with. And when your body is is trying to tell you that this is what you should do, you know, and I'm going to just use this as a quick example because I've I've been an athlete and when I work out, this is the stuff I have to tap into. A lot of times your body tries to tell you that you can't do something when you're working out, but there's a realm that you can get to that you can tell your body to exceed what your body doesn't think it can do. And so likewise is what I'm telling you, that if you ever tap into this spirit man that I'm talking to you about tonight, it will override what your mind is telling you that you can't accomplish. It will override your body and what it's telling you you can't accomplish because the enemy can only talk to you. Watch this. The enemy can only talk to you based on your body and based on some wicked thinking that you that you possess. He can't talk to your spirit man because your spirit man is brand new and your spirit man is what is connected to God. Your spirit man is what is screaming to you to connect with the word of God and connect with what God has for your life. And the enemy is trying to get you to connect with your body and what you can see and what you can experience in this natural world. That's why the Bible tells us We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by the superficial things of this world. We don't walk by the natural. We walk by the spirit, which is faith. And that's why when we identify and identify who we are in Christ, then we can experience what the word has for us rather than what the world has for us. But it comes with us discovering this identity that I'm talking to you about in Christ Jesus. It comes with identifying who we are in Jesus Christ. And when we can get that, the limits come, the limit starts breaking off. The limits break off of everything. All the limits break off. So watch this. Your spirit, man, follow me, guys. Your spirit is what is renewed when you get born again. Your spirit is what is renewed when you get born again. It is recreated into the image of Jesus. We saw that in Romans 8, 29. Write that down for later. Your mind is this. Watch this, because we're talking about the real you, right? We're still talking about the real you. We are a spirit that has a soul that lives in the physical body. So we're three parts. Your mind is your thinking, your will, your emotions, your intellect, your imaginations and concepts picked up by your living. This is a new one that I've added for years. I've always I've always understood uh, the soul to be your imagination, your will, your emotions, your intellect and your thinking. But let me add another one on to it. It is concepts that you picked up simply by living and what you've experienced in life. And so what God would have you to do is experience him so that can help reframe and excuse me, not reframe, but reframe your thinking. That's why God wants you to have encounters and experiences with him so it can reframe, reframe and renew your mind and thinking according to the word of God. So when we're talking about your mind, these are all separate things. Your spirit man is who you really are. Your soul is your thinking, your will, your emotions, your intellect, your imaginations, and concepts that you picked up uh, Concepts you picked up simply by you living. And remember, we talked about emotions a little bit before, and, and, and at some point we're going to do a whole big series on understanding your emotions because your emotions can, can take you all over the place. But watch this. That's where your that's where your emotions reside. Your emotions reside in your thinking realm. I mean, in your soul realm. And so if you can ever control your emotions, that's why you that's why you're not moved by your emotions. That's why you don't always act based on your emotion, because your spirit may want you to do something else. Yeah, you may feel that you should do this over here. But what does the word say in your spirit man say you should be doing? But a lot of times we think that the spirit and the soul are one and the same. And we need to recognize that the soul contains your emotions and it can get you off course every now and then. But your spirit, man, and the word of God is not going to ever get you off of course. Follow me. Your body is simply that your physical body, your spirit. I mean, excuse me. Your body is simply that your physical body, not your spirit, your physical body. The thing that we see, the thing that we can comprehend in the natural realm is this is this third part of us is this third part of our entire being, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Our entire being, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is who we really are. Our soul is our thinking, and our body is what everybody sees. Our body is what everybody sees. Amen? So let me go through some of this stuff. A lot of times when we see people judge, or a lot of times when we see people Excuse me. We judge solely based on what we see on the outside when the real us is on the inside. A lot of times when we see people, we judge solely on what we see outside when the real us is on the inside. And so this is why God has commissioned a lot of us to speak to people and bring out of them what a lot of times people don't know what is in them. A lot of times when you're declaring the word of God and you're speaking to people concerning the word of God, you're trying to bring what's in their spirit out of them. Because obviously what they're doing in their thinking and what they're doing in their body is not lining up to what the word says. And when you speak to people and when you speak the word on people, you're trying to speak their word into their spirit and watch their word eventually come out of their spirit into their soul and into their body. But this is where we fail because we've been so uh, conditioned in this world to just look at people based on how they do stuff, and and I'm not going to say it's not true. It's, it's, it's it because a lot of times, Maya Angelou, everybody quotes her all the time. When people show you who the who they are, believe them, right? And that can be true. That can absolutely be true. But you also have to recognize that that is also not who they really may be, because if they've been born again, they have the capacity to change. And if you can never. And again, we're talking about two different things If people are constantly doing things wrong to you and they're constantly not showing up. They're perpetuating a behavior that you don't need to participate in. But if God has commissioned you to uh, to to sow into that person and help that person develop and help that person grow, you have to look past what they're doing at that moment and look at their spirit and make sure that it's born again, so that you can bring out of their spirit what's really them, so that they can change their thinking and change their behavior. Notice I'm talking about two different things. So again, you can quote Maya Angelou when it comes to uh, when people show you who who they really are. Believe them. You can you can keep that and do that. And you need to also hear God when he's telling you, hey, th- this is what they may be doing, but I need you to speak to their spirit, man, and help them bring out of them what's in them so that they can change that behavior. Does that make sense? Does, it do, does that make sense? I don't want to go too deep into that, but, but a lot of times people stick with my Angelou and they never get with God and they're wondering why they can't ever help people change because all they can see is what's on the outside when it's not the real them. You have to be able to notice the real individual push past all of that if God has called you to do that or assist that person in helping them grow and pull out of their spirit what's in their spirit. Look at this, guys. Your body is only your house that you are living in right now, that God has entrusted to you. The real you is the spirit. But watch this. Your body is only your house that you are living in right now that has been entrusted to you. When God made us, he made our house of the body first, and then he put us into the house. Y'all remember that illustration I gave y'all in Genesis? God created the form, he created our bodies out of the dust and put who we were on the inside of those bodies, right? And as an aside, I really need y'all to see this because a lot of times people wonder whether or not God is going to take care of them. God is going to do this or whether God is going to do that. Look at this. When God made us our house first. um, (laughs) He he took care of that before he even brought us on the scene. Uh, And as I was studying this out, the Lord said, I really need you. I really need you to help people see that, to help them understand that I can take care of that. I've already taken care of all of their needs. Listen to this, guys. In order to have authority in the earth, you need to have a body. You need to have a body in order to have authority in the earth. And BJ, what do you mean by that? You can't cause things to move and shake in the earth if you don't have a body. That's why Jesus had to come to move and shake things in the earth <clears throat> so that he could be an example for us of how we're supposed to go and do things. <clears throat> so when, when, when God made us, he made the body first so that when we showed up on the scene, we would not have any reason not to have authority because he already took care of that. So likewise, When you're ever wondering whether or not God is going to take care of you if you do, if you obey him over here, whether or not God is going to sustain you if he tells you to go to a city that you don't know about, whether or not God is going to give you a job that he's already told you. Listen, if God is already telling you to do something, he's already gone ahead of you to make sure that's taken care of because that's just what he does. Look at Watch this, guys. I'm going to add on to that because you can see that clearly before we came on the scene when God put us in a physical body. But what did God do before he even made man? God made the Garden of Eden and made it plentiful and, and, and beautiful for us to inhabit. He did all of this creating on the first five days and then on the sixth day came in and said, all right, I need somebody to take care of all this now god went god said you know what i'm gonna give y'all all all of this but now i'm gonna place you in it so that you can have every one of your needs taken care of so what so this is how god does things god always goes before us to take care of things but a lot of times we don't realize that and we think god is as we step in now, God is creating the stuff that we need in our life. No, baby, that's not how it works. God has already orchestrated everything. God knows where your wealth is, God knows where your God knows where your health is, God knows where your promotion is, God knows where your soundness is. He's only telling you instructions to get you to go to what he's already taken care of for you. And we see that clearly in Genesis when He made the body before He put us in it, and He made the Garden of Eden before He put the us in the body into The Garden of Eden. And so basically, when you look at it, God already lined this thing up. So you shouldn't ever worry about uh, whether or not God going to take care of you, baby. He's already done that. So if you're not being taken care of, all you got to do is hear him on where you need to go, and you're going to find yourself in a prosperous position. You're going to find yourself in the abundance that God has for you. You're going to find yourself in the provision of God. You're going to find yourself in the uh, fulfillment of God, simply because you're walking into what he's already prepared. Remember, I told y'all, and I'm getting off subject a little bit here, but this is just so good again. Ephesians 2 and 10, my favorite scripture, the Bible says he's already prepared paths ahead of time and made them ready for us to walk in them so the house that you believe in god for god's already put it up there <clears throat> the thing that the, the the job the what the the, the family the spouse all, all of this stuff all you need to do is obey god and walk in the path that he so ordained for you to live all that stuff's already taken care of and watch this it's going to connect with the real you when it shows up let me let me bring it back around let me bring it back around to what we're teaching tonight it's going to connect to the real you when it shows up because a lot of times we say what God has for you is for you yeah that is correct but watch this you got to show up with the real you to receive that you got to show up with the real you to get what God has for you on the path that he told you to go down because he's already prepared for it. he's already prepared it but you have to know who you are so that you can walk down the path so that you can get the thing that he called you to get amen God is never. Y'all y'all need to say this in the comments get in the comment section say God is never scrambling trying to take care of us. God is never scrambling trying to take care of us. It is already done. God is never scrambling to take care of us. It is already done. It is already done. God is never scrambling to take care of us. It's never it's never a second it's never a question on whether or not God's going to take care of us. He's already lined that thing up, baby. And the reason why I know why he already got it lined up is because the real me was put in something that he already prepared ahead of time. Amen. So let's go back to who the real us is again. How do I know the real us is the spirit? How do I know the real us is the spirit? First John 4, 24 says this. <clears throat> God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is never scrambling to take care of us, baby. It is already done. God is never scrambling to take care of us. It is already done. God is never scrambling to take care of us. It is already done. First John 4.24 says this. It says, I am a spirit. God says he is a spirit and those that worship me shall worship me in spirit and in truth. Why is it important that we understand that the spirit man is who God is, who we really are? Why is that important? First John 4.24. I mean, John 4.24 says that. John 4.24 says that. And so it says I'm a God says he's a spirit. And those that worship Him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The spirit man is what connects us to the spirit realm, and the spirit man is what is connecting us to God. Y'all follow me? That's why when we understand who the real us is, we can see the reality of our situation. (laughs) Let me say it to you like this. When you understand the real you, you can see the reality of your situation. And basically what I'm saying by that is, is that the real you is a spirit man and your spirit man is a reflection of heaven. And the way heaven is already is, that's why the Lord's Prayer states that, let your will be done on earth as it already is where? In heaven. How can I say that? Because my because I am a spirit man and I access the heavens through the spirit realm and through the spirit man that I am. <laughs> so when I look at the real me, and I see lack all around in my life. I'm not talking to my lack as the natural man that doesn't have a hundred dollars in the bank. I'm looking at my bank account as a spirit man that I am that says God has already taken care of everything in heaven. So it's going to happen here on the earth because my spirit man lines up with heaven and there is no lack in heaven. So there's not going to be any lack in my life. When there's sickness in my body and there's no sickness in heaven, my spirit man connects to what's in heaven. And heaven says that my that there is no sickness in heaven. So there's no sickness in my body here on the earth. That's my defense against COVID. That's my defense against any other sickness and disease. My spirit man being louder and being connected to heaven and receiving the, the, the healing that's already in heaven so that I can experience that healing here on the earth. Through my spirit, man. But if I don't know who I really am, when I try to call for heaven, I'm gonna think I'm calling for heaven out of my natural man. I'm gonna think that I'm calling for heaven out of my thinking and what I used to do in my in my former life <laughs> before I got born again. Because my thinking, because my thinking, remember I told y'all, my thinking is a, is is concepts picked up by my by my living, just by me living, just by me going through life, It's conditioned some of the ways that I think. And if I haven't had an encounter with God and if I hadn't experienced God's power and if I hadn't experienced God's word, then the only thing that my thinking can grab hold to is the experiences that I've had in the earth. And so when people come and tell me, say I'm never broke again another day in my life, they think that they're, they're, they're telling them to say it out of their thinking and out of their body and what they've already experienced. No, you need to declare that out of the real you because the real you has never is, is never broke. And how can I say the real you is never broke? Because the real you is the spirit that's connected to heaven. And in heaven, there's no brokenness. In heaven, there's no brokenness. In heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no uh, non-soundness of mind. All of that stuff is in heaven. And that's how you connect to it through the real you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Are y'all getting it tonight? And so, if you get that, and you understand that that's who you really are, that's how you make the connection in heaven. And when you start making that connection in heaven, that connection begins to become a lot more louder. It becomes louder than what you're thinking is, or has been, and then when and currently what your body is experiencing. That's why when you're going through things, it's important for you to listen to the word. That's why when you're going through things, you need to be encouraged and not just giving a pity party. When, you, when you're going through things, you need to be told what the word says, even though you may not feel like it. Remember, your thinking is made up of your emotions. And so even though you may not feel like hearing the word, you need to allow that word to hit your spirit, man. So your spirit, man, can become more louder than, that, than, that, than, that, than, that, than the way that you're thinking so that you can experience the spirit rather than the natural. Man. But all of this comes from when you understand who you are. All of this comes from when you understand and you discover your identity in Christ. Because remember what I told y'all. Remember the foundational statements that I made to you guys. You won't just accept anything when you know who you are. You won't accept sickness because you know your real man is already healed. Y'all follow me? You won't accept lack because you know, cause you know your real man is already wealthy. <laughs> so that's why you have to identify with who you really are. But when you don't identify with who you really are, you just accept any other thing that the world has to give you. Amen. If we can never, if we can ever understand that we are spirit and supernatural first, then the supernatural, watch this, will become ordinary for us. If we can ever understand that we are spirit and supernatural first, then the supernatural will become ordinary for us. We will be perpetually living in the supernatural. Rather than experiencing a miracle of God here, rather than experiencing a supernatural presence here, this will be something that will be perpetually going on in our life when we can identify with who we really are. Why? Because the real us is spirit. The real us is supernatural. The real us is connected to heaven. The real us is made in the image of Christ. The real us has been recreated and that old spirit is no longer there. But a lot of times, but a lot of times people identify with their thinking and they identify with their body and they don't allow the spirit to overwhelm, to override that. And they end up having what they're thinking in their body has to offer. This is another reason why. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to insert this also. This is another reason why. Uh, you need to understand your life as a believer is much more than just getting born again. This your life as a believer is much more than just you going to church. Your life as a believer is much more than just you uh, having a good time and experiencing and getting uh, fuzzy feelings and having your hair stand up when the spirit of God comes around or you feel the spirit of God moving around. You need to understand this. And that's why one of the more important things that you can do once you get born again is renew your mind. One of the the best things that you can do after you receive Jesus Christ and your spirit man is born again is renew your mind. Because when you renew your mind to what's going on in your spirit, then you can allow your body to conform to that because your body will only do what your mind tells it to do. But a lot of times people just get stuck on, what I'm going to heaven. That's pretty much it. That's why they experience hell in their bodies and they experience hell in their thinking because they they think that going to heaven is just the end all be all but going to heaven is not the end all be all because if, if heaven was the end all be all then we would be operating in selfishness because we're only thinking about ourselves now well i didn't got in i don't care about nobody else <laughs> i didn't got in there i don't care if so-and-so make it in or not well this is but well, this is what we got to get y'all we're, we're developing these things and we're understanding who we really are so that we can be examples in Christ so others can experience what we're experiencing as well. Experiencing that supernatural peace that goes beyond our understanding. Experiencing that supernatural revelation, that supernatural provision when it shows up that other people are not experiencing because they haven't made that connection to God when they need to make that connection with God. And so that's not being It's being selfish when you're only thinking about you getting up out of here. We're here to be an example for other people to see. Amen. So if we can ever understand that we are a spirit and supernatural first, then the supernatural will become, I mean, the supernatural will become ordinary for us. Let's keep moving so that we can get on here. The only way to crucify your flesh or control your body even is to make you is by making who you really are bigger than anything else. The only way to crucify your flesh or control your body is by making who you really are, the spirit man bigger than anything else. I'm going to talk about how we can continue to make the spirit man bigger than anything else. That's why it's important for you to pray. That's why it's important for you to worship God. That's why it's important for you to read your Word. That's why it's important for you to listen to the Word. That's why it's important for you to fellowship with the Holy Spirit because the fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help weed the word that you hear and help help you worship God in a way that that, that's beneficial for your individual life. But you can only crucify your flesh and control your body by making your spirit man bigger than anything else. I said this already. Your body will only do what your mind tells it. So if you're so if you're thinking your emotions, your will. The stuff that you've gone through in your life, if that stuff is bigger than your spirit and that's what you are spending a lot of time going over in your head, most of the time, that's what's going to end up happening in your body because that's what you magnify in your life. But when you magnify the word, when you magnify the spirit of God, when you magnify the word of God, then it will begin to become bigger than anything else in your life. Your mind is the filter of what you let into your spirit, man, and what you let stay there. Your mind is the gateway that controls all of that. What you focus on thinking and what you focus on spending, whatever you spend time thinking on is really what you magnify in your life. So if you spend time thinking about the word of God, if you spend time, if you spend time hearing the word of God, and if you spend time listening to the word of God, then those things become a lot bigger in your life. When your spirit man is louder than your mind or your flesh, they will line up. I'm going to say that one more time. When your spirit man is louder than your mind and your flesh, they will line up. When your spirit man is louder than your mind or your flesh, they will line up. It is up to us to have our real self become louder than anything in the world, our bodies, and what we experience in the world, our minds. I'm going to say that one more time. It is up to us to have our real self become louder than our minds. Yeah, it's up to us to have our real self become louder than anything in the world, our body and what we experience in the world, our mind. It is up to us. And we've been talking about that from the beginning of the uh, beginning of the year, pretty much since we started this ministry. uh It's up to us. It's our responsibility to make sure that the word of God that we're getting and the word of God that we're, I mean, uh, the stuff that we're experiencing in our life is up to us to make sure we're experiencing that. It's our responsibility. It's not on God. God has already laid the path out. I talked to y'all about that earlier. God's already laid that path out. It's up to us for us to get on that path and follow it. But if we don't get on that path and follow it, we can't be upset with God because we didn't get on the path. So likewise, we can't get mad because our body keeps doing stuff that we don't want it to do when we have control over our body and when we have control over our thinking. You have control over that. So you can't get mad at how you think. You can't get mad at your body because it doesn't want to do what you want it to do. Are you, is the real you in control or are you going to allow your body to tell you what to do? Who's really in control? The I mean, basically, who's in control is whoever you make loudest. But it's up to you to make the right one loudest so it can override the stuff that, it, that needs to be overwritten in our thinking and in our body. But if, we're not, but if we don't allow the real us to speak to us, and if we don't recognize who the real us is, then how is it going to be possible? It's not going to be possible when we can't discover our true identity in Christ. It can't be possible if we don't even know the real us. Because a lot of us think the real less is what we walk around, this physical body that y'all see. See so y'all looking at me on this screen right now and y'all think that the real me is the person that y'all seeing right now. No, the real me is a spirit that's inside of this physical body right now. The real me is the one that's connected to God and has been recreated in the image of Jesus Christ. That's who the real me is. And because I seek to allow that real me become a lot bigger than my thinking, my previous experiences, and what I experience on a daily basis in this body, that's that's the way to experience the health that you so desire. That's the way to experience the wealth that you so desire. That's the way to experience the provision and the success that God desires for you to receive when you allow your spirit man to become bigger than all the things that's trying to come against you. And listen to me, guys. Listen to me and listen to me good. The enemy can only speak to you from those two realms. That's why I told you the biggest weapon of the enemy is suggestion. And he can only suggest to you what you can physically see, what you can can experience in the natural realm. He can only suggest to you those things. But glory to God, watch this. He can't touch your spirit man. Uh, he can't touch it because this has been recreated in the image of Jesus Christ. It's been recreated in the image of the Son. And because the enemy can't touch it, that's why I need to identify with this so that it can over so it so that it can override the areas that the enemy can try to give me suggestions in. Man, that's so good to me. Man, that's so good to me. And now this is coming up again. That's why praying in tongues is so important. Because you can't allow the enemy. I mean, you can't, the enemy can't get in on what the spirit got going on. (laughs) When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, the enemy doesn't know what you're praying. He can't screw up. He can't, he can't go, he can't come in and try to affect that. Why? Because that's all based on the spirit, man. That's all based on your connection with God. That's all based on what you were saying to God. He can't get in on it. And so since he can't make a suggestion on that, your spirit has no other choice but to become bigger and become louder than your mind and your body. And that's what's gonna, and that's what's gonna uh be magnified because you've allowed your spirit, man, to do that. But if you don't take the time to pray in the spirit, if you don't take the time to listen to the word, if you don't take the time to read the word, if you don't at least uh take time to spend time with God, if you simply just ask God, look, God, how are you doing today? You are allowing the real you to connect with God on a way, in in a way that you never ever could even imagine, just by simply entering into His throne, just by simply coming boldly to the throne of grace, because you can come boldly to the throne because Jesus rent the um uh, because Jesus torn the 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 um uh, he he rent the te- the the temple curtain. He rented so that you wouldn't have to have an intermediary between you and the father now. You can go directly to the throne of God boldly. Now you can just go to God every day. You can go to God every moment and ask him, what's going on? What do you want me to do? How are you feeling today, God? What should I do today, God? What should I do for this person today, God? That simple fellowship will make your real you bigger than anything else that you could be thinking about. But a lot of times what ends up happening is we don't, seek God like that we don't allow our spirit man to do things like that we just get up and go about our days as we've already conditioned them to go we know we got to get up and go to work so we don't even really consult God in the morning we get up and just do what we normally do every day we get up and we just do whatever we normally do we don't get up and say all right God what you want me to do today because you never know the same route that you take every day to go to work that morning consulting God, you he may need you to take a different route because he may need you to take care of somebody on the way to work. He may need you to uh, buy somebody's breakfast in the morning. He may, he may be trying to protect you from something that may happen on your normal route to work. But if we don't make the spirit man a lot bigger and experience that kind of stuff, then all we're going to be subjected to and obtain and have access to is what the world has to offer, what our body has to offer. And, and that's just the condition of the world that we conditioned ourselves in cuz that's just the normal stuff that we do every day those are the habits that we've developed but that's why when we identify and understand the real us we can make those adjustments we can make those changes we can flow easily with God and we can be and we can begin to make those changes and we can begin to start seeing kingdom results in our lives rather than Uh, natural results. Amen. It is up to us to have our real self become louder than anything in the world and what we've experienced in the world. Let's look at one more scripture. Let me get y'all up out of here. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. First John chapter four, verse 17 says this. It says, by living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Y'all see that? It says, because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. You can't, you, you can't just rip this scripture out guys. You can't just rip this because a lot of times people get confused. They see that and, and they're like, man, How am I just like Jesus right now? Because that's basically what they're saying. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. So uh, other translations of this say, as Jesus is, so are we. How how can I be just like God? I've I've gone through thoroughly tonight and explained you that. You're just like God because your spirit man has been reborn. Your spirit man is a totally new species that's never existed before. That is the real you. We have to begin to identify with that rather than this, the physical person that we see walking around. We have to identify with that rather than the thinking that we have, uh, that we have gained over the years. We have to identify with that spirit man first rather than all these other two so that the spirit man can become a lot louder than the the thinking in our body when we we identify with heaven because that is who we really are and where we came from, we identify with heaven because that is who we really are, and that's where we come from in this series we're going to talk about i mean we're gonna i mean we're gonna hit this hard on the head, y'all because I really need y'all to get a lot of this because a lot of there's other scriptures that talk about this you're in the world, but you're not of the world. A lot of us need to understand that we are ambassadors of a kingdom that we're not currently living in. I mean, that we're, that we're not currently at right now. We are ambassadors of a place of from where we came from. Let me give y'all that example real quick. We're going to talk about that probably next week. But uh, being an ambassador is somebody who has rights and privileges from the country that they came from. They call them. See, so when we go to different, so you're you're a U.S. citizen, right? you have the right to go to the U.S. Embassy in another country and have the same rights and privileges as you would have here in the U.S. Because you're an ambassador for the U.S. when you're in a different country. So watch this. When you're in the earth right now, hey, Miss Tina, when you're in the earth right now, you're the ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. So when you are here, you are supposed to be representing where you came from. Where you came from is heaven. Where you have access to is heaven. Where where your father is, is in heaven. So that is why you're supposed to be experiencing the same kind of kingdom privileges in the earth as you are in heaven, because that's who you really are. Who you really are is the spirit man that is from heaven. And when you connect to that, you can allow heaven to invade the earth because that's what your ambassadorship allows you to do. That's what your citizenship of of heaven allows you to do it allows you to bring heaven and connect it to the earth y'all need to be getting excited about that because when you begin to really grasp you being able to bring heaven to the earth things won't remain the same Things can remain the same. Why can things not remain the same? Because heaven is not being experienced to this fullest extent here on the earth. Why is that? Because the enemy is running all around right now. And you with the authority and with you understanding who you really are, you should be able to overcome the enemy at every turn because your identity is from heaven and not from this earth. Glory to God. We identify with heaven because that is who we really are and that is where we come from. That is why we are able to say this, watch this, let God's will be done here as it is in heaven, because I allow where I'm from to come where I am right now, because I am currently an ambassador here on the earth, so I'm going to bring with me the peace of heaven so that I can allow heaven to invade the earth, glory to God. As Jesus is in heaven, so are we in the earth. So watch this, I'm going to give you all this example again, is Jesus sick in heaven? No. Is Jesus broke in heaven? No. Is there any lack going on in heaven? No. Is there any uh, sickness going on in heaven? No. Is there any brokenness going on in heaven? No. And so if none of that is going on in heaven, and if you understand who you really are, that's what you should be experiencing here on the earth as an ambassador, because that's who you really are, and that's where you came from. Watch this, guys. If Yeah. If you go over, if you go to another country and something happens to you, you have the backing of the of the U.S. to come and take care of issues that happen overseas. Simply because if you're at the U.S. embassy, because you're in the place where you're supposed to be as an ambassador. So likewise is what I'm trying to tell you here in the earth. If it's not looking like the kingdom of heaven in the earth, you need to tap into the very access, you need to tap into the very thing that you need to tap into who you are so that you can experience the days of heaven on the earth. You need to tap into experiencing days of heaven on the earth. And a lot of people don't know that that is a promise that God God gave us. In the word of God, and we're going to go over that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to that scripture because I need to show y'all in there that, that God declares that he desires to have days of heaven on the earth. There should be days of heaven on earth. You should be experiencing heaven on the earth. Why should you be experiencing? And a lot of people are like, well, BJ, how does that look? Just look at the life of Jesus. Just look at the life of Jesus. When things weren't going according to what his father had going on in heaven, what did Jesus do? The radical Jesus came on the scene and changed all of that. <laughs> How do I know he changed all of that? He started doing, he started bringing the supernatural into the earth. He started changing water into wine. He started healing blind eyes. He started uh, he, he started healing up people who had issues of blood for 12 years. He started uh, getting money out of the mouth of fish when people needed to pay taxes. He started feeding people who, who couldn't be fed with only a small uh with only a small meal. <laughs> Those are supernatural occurrences happening in the earth. Why? Because Jesus knew where his connection was, he knew who he was. He knew he had access to this supernatural ability and power because he knew where he came from. Well, when you start recognizing who you are, you have that same exact ability, authority, and power to be operating in your life. Why? Because as he is, so are you. You, Y'all need to get that scripture in your your spirit this week. As he is, so am I. And so how he did stuff, and how he's currently doing stuff is how I'm going to be doing stuff here on the earth. That's exactly how you need to be. That's exactly who you are. And that's exactly what you need to do. That is who the real you is. And you need to identify with that rather than what anything else got to say in this world, rather than what anybody else has to say in this world. Because whatever somebody else got to say, obviously they're, they're basing it on what they see in the natural, what they see your body doing and what they see you thinking about doing. But a lot of times people don't look at people in the spirit, who they really are, and people identify with the wrong things. And that's why in this series, we're going to discover our true identity in Christ. We're going to continue to discover this so that we won't just accept anything, so that we won't settle for anything, so that we can possess everything that God has us to possess, so that we can have the mentality to overcome the enemy when we understand who we really are. That is the purpose of this series. And I pray that y'all got that tonight. I pray that y'all had a better perception and a better understanding of who God is and what God put on the inside of us when he created us man glory to God and I'm gonna and I'm gonna further prove this out as we continue to look at all these scriptures as we continue I've only given y'all a few scriptures so so far but there are so many other scriptures that prove this series out. And we're going to look at it. We're going to look at imagery. We're going to look at being an ambassador of the kingdom. We're going to look at being a citizen of heaven. We're going to look at being the righteousness of God. We're going to look at you having authority and power and being just like Jesus. A lot of people, a lot of people have an issue with that. (laughs) A lot of people have an issue with being just like Jesus. But Jesus said to us, the works that I did, you're going to do. And not only are you going to do those works, but you're going to do greater works. Jesus said that. He said that to. Them. He said it to his disciples. So we have to identify with who we really are. We need to identify with that. And when we identify with that, our lives will be absolutely changed for the better, and our lives will never be the same again. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, when we we must recognize who we are, so that we can fulfill our God-given destinies. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I give you praise, honor, and glory for your word tonight. Father, I thank you that everybody that listened tonight got what you had them to get. Father, I thank you that revelation showed up tonight and that the Holy Spirit was with everybody that clicked on this live. I thank you that the Holy Spirit is speaking to everybody that got on this broadcast tonight to help them understand help them understand who they really are in Jesus Christ so that they can be all that God has called them to be so that they can do everything that God has told them to do and so that they can have everything that he says that they can have by simply understanding who they are in him. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, it's time to give. It's time to give. It is time to give. After a word like that these last two weeks, you should be absolutely excited to give. Why should you be excited to give? Why? Because you're a king's kid. You're in the family of God. You are a king's kid. You are already wealthy individuals. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that. You are already wealthy individuals. How can you say you're wealthy? Because you identify with who you really are. You identify with who you really are. When you identify with that, you're not hesitant to obey the one who gave you the wealth to begin with, who gave you the finances to begin with. When you're giving, you're a king's kid. When you give, give like a king's kid. You are children of the most high, so your gifts should reflect that. Your gifts should reflect the one that's telling you to give. Now, again, I'm going to go back to what I always tell you guys. Obey God, because that in your your obedience to God is where all of your provision is going to, to, uh, to be. When you obey what God tells you specifically to do, that is where your provision is going to be. And so, When you're giving tonight, think of these things, all this stuff that I've talked about tonight. When you give, give like king's kids. You are children of the most high, so your gift or your giving should reflect that. When you give like king's kids, I mean, uh, how to give like king's kids and how to give like king's kids is simply by this. You give what the king tells you to give. How to give like a king's kid. You give based on how the king tells you to give. That's it. That's it. That's all you gotta do to give like a king's kid. When you recognize who you are, kids get this easily. When, 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 when kids get gifts that they don't want anymore, and this is and this is just an example, but when kids get gifts that they don't want anymore that they got from their parents, they freely give it up to give something else. They freely give it up to give to get something else, right? That's what kids do. Well, as a king, kid, as a king's kid, you know where your wealth comes from anyway. So if God gave you the money that he's telling you to give anyway, obviously he can give you more or he can give you something new. Right. So when you're giving, your giving should reflect this. So we shouldn't be hesitant because the real us will say, you know what, God, I'm going to agree with you on that. I agree to give what you tell me to give. I'm going to agree and do exactly what you're telling me to do. Why? Because I'm a king's kid and king's kid obey the king. King's kid, obey the king. Watch this. We must mature in our understanding of who we are. And that's why we're going to spend several weeks talking about this, because I believe you can't get this discovering your identity in Christ in just one in one message. You need to dig into the scriptures. You need to hear the Holy Spirit. You need to hear it over and over and over again, because I'm telling you, the enemy is going to come against your identity. He's going to come against your identity with everything that you have to try to get you to a not- to try to get you to not identify with Christ so that he can keep you bound and to keep you having the same stuff you've been having. So that's why you need to keep on hearing it until something breaks. You need to keep on hearing it until something, until revelation sets in your thinking, until revelation sets up in your heart. So it absolutely changes you forever that's why these series are so 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 important so like we need to mature in our understanding of this we need to also mature in the area of giving we need to not be people to say well whenever they get ready to ask for offering i'm gonna just i'm gonna just click off and not pay attention to this now no i need to be asking god god do you want me to give to this that's what maturity looks like and if god says yes then do it and if he says and if he doesn't say anything or if he says no then don't do it That's what maturity looks like. Maturity is you asking God every single time, just like maturity looks like you waking up every morning asking God, what does he want you to do for the day? Amen. That's what maturity looks like. You constantly going to God saying, God, I want to develop in this. I want to grow up in this. And it's not going to just happen with one time. But guess what? It starts with you starting off doing it one time. You can never keep going unless you first start. (laughs) If you're always standing still, then you can never go forward. But if you can start tonight, if you can start out by simply asking God, God, do you want me to give according to what I heard tonight? Father, I was blessed tonight. Do you want me to sow into that? And if he says yes and gives you an amount, then give you that amount. And if he doesn't give you an amount, give what's already in your heart, because the other level to that is to give based on how he purposed in your heart to give. There's a purpose in your heart to give. That's another part of maturity. Some of y'all have come on here and already knew what you were going to give. Sometimes God asks you to give more than what he told you to give. Sometimes you didn't even ask him, so you go and ask him right now. Or sometimes you already have something in your heart to give and God says, okay, it's cool to give that. Either way, any single one of those is maturing and growing up in the way God wants us to operate. Why? Because we're always desiring to do what he's telling us to do. Amen. The goal is to be like the father in our giving. This is the last thing I'm going to tell y'all. Our goal is to be like the father in our giving. The father is always giving. So we should always be giving. And the way we do that is just by simply asking God, God, do you want me to give tonight or not? Do you want me to obey you? Do you want me to do you want me to give? And if so, I'm going to be obedient and do that. And when you do that, your provision is set up. And the ways for you to give are all on the screen. Dollar sign BJ Peggy Ministries, at cash app. Um, for y'all that, that stuck on here, let me tell y'all this. We're getting ready to start ramping up for our holiday fund. Y'all know last year what we did. We gave to uh, families during Thanksgiving. We gave to families during uh, Christmas. Uh, and we increased it every single time. We started off, man, I can't even remember how many families we fed. I think it was maybe 12 families during Thanksgiving last year. Gave them hot meals. We we partnered with Tony Seafood down here at Honey Baked Ham, and then for Christmas we partnered with a ministry th- that fed like uh, 200 uh, families. And so it's 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 such a blessing to go in, and and we and we were able to give gifts. To two separate families, we sponsor two families and giving them presents and things of that nature. So we want to we want to double and triple that this year. And so if you guys if you guys want to get involved with that, you can go ahead and get involved. And uh, you can do that by simply giving through all the different ways that uh, that you give. We're going to be talking about that every single week going forward, all the way up until the week before Christmas, because the week of Christmas. Uh, we're not going to have service, but we're going to be talking about that all the way up until I believe it's December 16th, December 16th. We're going to be talking about the holiday fund so that we can be a blessing to families during Christmas and be a blessing to families during Thanksgiving. Amen. So if God wants you to give, you can give through Cash App. Uh, Cash App is dollar sign BJPG Ministries and put holiday fund in the four section along with your email address so that we can let you know that uh, we got your gift of love. And so that we can record it properly into the holiday fund. And if you're giving through GiveLify and Text to Give or Tidally, whenever you give through those platforms, there's a category that you in the drop-down box for a holiday fund if you want to give specifically to debt. Listen, guys, we're looking to double and triple that, and I thank y'all in advance for all of y'all that's going to support that thing. It is going to be blow, It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so, so, so great. I appreciate y'all in advance. So just obey God and everything will be taken care of. Amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me tonight. Listen, y'all share this message with your family. Share this message with your friends. Invite somebody to come back next week as we dig more into discovering your identity in Christ. I love you guys. Have a great, great, great weekend. Be blessed. See y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or GiveLify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Hey. I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in the authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world.